0: Hello and welcome to Boardroom Talk, our new podcast series where we'll be putting the management of some of Britain's brightest small companies under the spotlight. I'm Megan Boxall, small caps writer at the Investors Chronicle, and today we'll be taking a closer look at Fox Marble, a natural stone extraction company which operates predominantly out of the Balkans. Now, it's a pretty exciting time for the company, as a couple of weeks ago it announced it had formed a landmark venture with the Kosovan government to create a new marble company called Stone Alliance. And today I'm thrilled to be joined by Chris Gilbert. Chief Executive of Fox Marble, who's going to talk us through this very exciting new project. Chris, welcome and thank you very much for coming in.
1: Megan, good morning. It's a pleasure.
0: So now the announcement came out a couple of weeks ago. Seems to have taken the market a bit by surprise, but obviously a venture like this wasn't just decided on a whim. Um, So could you just start by telling us how the partnership came about?
1: No, it, it really wasn't. This is something that's been two years in the making. And um, this comes as a result of our successful establishment of Fox in the region and particularly in Kosovo, where we did everything we said we would do, which is that we would open quarries. We would obviously employ locally. We would import knowledge into the region from our technical office in Italy and other places. And uh, we would extract the material. From our quarries which is which is very high grade material it's it's italian like in its um, properties and its qualities it's very desirable and um, that we would basically market sell it and distribute it around the world. then we did all of those things so we proved the model and it's something that we're keen to tell the market as well so we've got our marble in very prestigious developments in in some of the toughest markets in the world new york london sydney Beijing, and very successfully installed and Doing very well for us. As a consequence of that, the government in Kosovo became very focused on the idea that this was an industry that could be regenerated in the region. And there's a history of stoneworking going back 200 years in not just Kosovo, but the whole Balkans, which is very rich in this product. As a consequence of which, we felt, or the Kosovan government felt, that in order to provide the kind of support that we were asking for, to implement a business plan which is a dramatic change in size from Fox Marble. So this entity is designed to be 10 times the size of Fox Marble once it's up and running. And they offered us the opportunity to acquire the rights to 40 quarry sites. These aren't quarries yet, but they're quarry sites that we've surveyed and we understand what's in them and um, how valuable the material is and how desirable it is. And they felt that in order to properly support us, Kosovo as a government itself wanted to have the support of the American government. Um, primarily because the Americans are the arbiters in the region, um, because they supported the conflict to even to a greater extent than, than, than we did here in the UK, as a consequence of which we established Stone Alliance as an American corporation registered in Delaware. And we achieved what's called advocacy status with the State Department in Washington. So with this odd Stone Alliance is this rather odd animal that is supported by the American government, supported by the Kosovan government, Mm -hmm. and um, is majority owned by Fox Marble. And Stone Alliance will confer on Fox Marble all of the operating capabilities. The Stone Alliance is effectively a rights-owning company that has its own board and its own corporate structure, but will look to Fox Marble to do stuff so open the quarries do what we're doing now we just do it on a much bigger basis this gives us the opportunity i think it's right to say to be potentially the largest natural stone company in the world or certainly the largest marble company in the world not that we're very keen on necessarily being the biggest we are very keen on being the best and that's that's where this is headed and as i say with the support of these governments we 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 have a very good chance of getting this done
0: so fox marble will be own fifty nine percent is that right
1: it does at the moment Which it'll is- clearly own less once the investment comes yeah. in over time but but we'll Still owner. Fox Marble was still owner, a significant chunk of it, yeah.
0: And who who owns the rest of it at the moment?
1: At the moment, there are local interests, local business interests. And okay. um, One of the key factors in the discussion with the Kosovo government was is that there would be a trickle-down factor, and this wouldn't be a carpet-bagging exercise, that the benefit would flow as much to Kosovo as it does to anybody else in return for the support they're giving us. So right. 25% of the company is currently owned locally by local business interests and then sort of bits and pieces by other people that are involved. Um, our chairman, Lieutenant General Mike Barbero who's based in Washington who chairs the board of Stone Alliance at the moment and various key um, people like that
0: so are the boards going to be the same or has Stone no, Alliance got its own board?
1: The Stone Alliance has its own board, okay. uh, which is as it should be, because okay. Stone Alliance has its own set of relationships with the Kosovan government yeah. and the American government and so on and so forth.
0: In terms of setting up the project, talk about the four, 40 quarries. quarries—is a big, yes. big old project, project. It's not going to happen overnight. So what are the financial requirements of setting up such a massive company and what's the sort of timescale?
1: we have a, an immediate, well, we have a five-year business plan, and in the course of that five-year period, all 40 quarries will be opened, okay. over a sort of rolling programme of opening the quarries in, in rotation. The total investment required for doing the whole project will be um, in excess of 100 million euros. So we sort of think about 130 million dollars at the moment. And we are now that we have the MOU signed with the Kosovan government, with the active backing of of um, Washington and the American government, we can start to solicit this kind of investment from the deep pools of capital that we believe would be attracted to this and and most of that I think is probably going to be in North America and we've already had people reach out to us saying we'd like to talk to you about this we'd like to understand it we'd like to see the numbers that seems a fair question yeah. and um, in the meantime um, we're soliciting a, a seed capital funding round sort of pre any activity Of a few million dollars just to keep the trucks rolling and you know do all of the things that we have to do in compliance to get to where we need to be with stone alliance which although isn't designed for an ipo or anything Mm -hmm. but should be operated along similar corporate governance and compliance lines primarily because it's majority owned by a a public company
0: Mm -hmm. and in terms of that because obviously you uh, as an aim trade company have the ability to return to the market for more fundraising it Investors in Fox Marble shouldn't need to worry about that and, and the fact that Stone Alliance will be requiring
1: more money. No, what, that right? w- w- that's absolutely right, Megan. Okay. What, one of the big questions that we're being asked is what makes you think that the, the patient shareholders in, mm. in Fox Marble <laughs> are going to you know, be asked that, you know, that they would support such a fundraising? And when, mm. we're not asking our shareholders mm-hmm. for any money. We're not looking to Fox Marble shareholders for any money. We're not asking them for any money. This is, this is effectively – there is only upside – for a Fox Marble shareholder. And it's a fair question.
0: Okay, so in terms of what it's going to look like for Fox Marble, so you're almost being employed to set up Stone Alliance, is that right? And how will that work in terms of the Fox Marble financial situation, the balance sheet, the profit and loss account?
1: Well, we are. It's, it's odd, isn't it? Because yeah. we're, we're going to be contracted as the operating partner mm-hmm. to do everything, which is obviously going to be cost plus margin. That's going to be a fair operating contract. So the benefit to Fox Marble will be increased, obviously increased turnover, but increased profit from the margin that we will get for doing this. Plus the economies of scale that will inevitably flow from that. And the fact that everything will be financed by Stone Alliance. So that as we come to build out our um, marketing sales and distribution platform for what will be a a much greater flow of material into the market, all financed by Stone Alliance, Fox Marble will be the beneficiary of that. We will set that up. Fox Marble will set that up for Stone Alliance and will benefit from that. But it will be paid for by Stone Alliance.
0: Mm -hmm. So will it also be doing its own cutting? and polishing and all of the so not just the quarrying and the extracting of the marble, will it also be servicing that marble right through to the finished product?
1: It will. Um, the design is that it it will finance the building of three factories that do different things from the factory that we're just completing with mm. Fox Marble. So for example there's a big product range in the market um which is um based on a mosaic. A sort of construction which is where you use bits of marble from the quarries right. it's because they're only an inch square pieces and we don't do that at the moment okay. but stone alliance would do that as part of its product range because there's a big demand for that worldwide those factories um, will be operated by fox marble but financed by stone alliance
0: right okay you talk about your own factory at the moment there's been a few problems with setting that, <laughs> that one up um not necessarily your your fault but there were it's been quite of a long, long, long process in getting that factory up and running. Where is it now?
1: I, I think some of it definitely is our fault, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to blame everything on it. Well, that's very honest. That's, of, I, I, I think people are right to be frustrated and um, I think even annoyed about this, the, the, the length of time that, that this factory has taken to, you know, be, be up and running. I can say that this factory is now very, very close, as in a few weeks, um, to being operational. So we will at long last start to put our material through this factory. And the benefit it goes beyond the fact that obviously we claw back the additional margin that we're paying away to third-party mm-hmm. processes. It gives us much more flexibility with respect to our customers, which we can already see is going to have a very beneficial effect. And the other thing that it does is it improves the yield in the quarries, because we would be processing material that you wouldn't send to to italy to be processed because it's not of a quality to do that Mm -hmm. and so you've got sort of semi blocks and small pieces and things like that that you as i say you wouldn't ship somewhere but we will process in our own factory and turn into material that, that has a very wide market, sort of tile ranges and things like that, Mm -hmm. and that we're looking forward to.
0: And will the marble that's serviced and sorted out there, will that be for all of your customers, or will you continue to use factories in other parts of the world as well?
1: I, I think that over the course of the first few months, we will be you know, covering the the our customer base requirements mm-hmm. beyond our own factory, okay. but within within I, I it's hard to put an exact time frame on it, but within say six months, nine months, it'll all be being processed in our factory. Why would we send it elsewhere
0: yeah. Yeah, and the factory will be big enough for that for your, all of your orders at the moment.
1: This is a three gang saw factory, which is basically the the sort of bottleneck, and it's designed to produce over four hundred thousand square meters of, of, of marble a year, working two and a half shifts, seven days a week. And obviously, we're keen to do that, and you know, given the local unemployment rates, people are keen to you know get those jobs. Yeah. So we, we there'll be a big enough um, output to yeah. to do that.
0: Exciting stuff, as it seems at the moment. So hopefully, this is going to be the next the next few months as the real burst into the exciting times. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: I think I think I think the next few months we'll we will come good on the things that we've been promising the market since we listed, mm. and obviously that'd be very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And aside from spying to the Balkans, Fox Mobile has been involved in some bigger deals elsewhere in the world so what what other sort of projects have you been actually involved in
1: we have one uh, thanks to the quality of our material and thanks to our focus on service it's it's an odd sort of component of the of the offering but you have to be very very service driven basically it's not just about the material and we've won um projects that Barclay Homes have been involved in St George's the St George's Division of Barclay Homes things like Fulham Reach Chelsea Creek Mm -hmm. um, we have our products. so
0: are they quite sort of upper end marble finish and all of that
1: we're in the penthouse bathrooms in Chelsea Creek um, (laughs) that does sound nice yes and I'm (laughs) I'm told that these were being marketed. These, these have all been sold and these were marketed at sort of £12 million plus. Wow. These, are, these are very high-end resi mm. developments. And we have recently just won Lily Square, which is the huge development that Capital and Counties are doing in um, Earl's Court. I think it's the biggest residential um, development in Europe at the moment. It's sort of designed over I don't know a dozen phases. Phase one is completed. And again, our newest material, the Illyric White, that we have in the quarry that we only opened last year, that's in the penthouse bathrooms of, of lily square we're good at penthouse bathrooms mm, it seems yeah. <laughs> so our um sort of uh, creamy off-white marble is in those um in that part of that development and, and i'm told that we will be um, specified for phase two and obviously there are another whole load of phases after that so I, th- I think if if you're in a development like that and it's successful and our marble has been installed now it's actually in these um, apartments. Yeah. Um, as, as long as you continue to deliver, I, I don't see any reason why that would change.
0: So, just back to the deal, the Stone Alliance deal, would it be fair for investors to be concerned that Fox Marble as a company would be taking a bit of a back seat now that they're this massive project? Or have you got no concerns
1: about that? I I don't. It's Mm -hmm. Fox Marble that's doing everything from Stone Alliance. Stone Alliance won't ever compete with Fox Marble in sort of parallel, I don't know, operating processes or anything. It's designed to hand over all of the operational activities to Fox Marble. So Fox Marble will become a much, much bigger company financed by Stone Alliance once it gets off the ground and Mm -hmm. up and running. I think the questions that people have raised that I think are appropriate in in the sense of being genuine concerns is uh, are you as a company resourced enough to do this you know have you bitten off more than you can chew are you in a position to do this and pay attention to stick to your knitting with regard to fox marble and these are fair questions Mm -hmm. i I think and they're the ones we've asked ourselves we have a separate management structure in stone alliance from Mm -hmm. board level down Um, it's got its own agenda with respect to its relationships you know the governmental relationships that it must maintain but everything that it Asks Fox Marble to do, which is everything that you can think of that's operational. It will finance Fox to do. Mm-hmm. So, if we need, as we inevitably will, more equipment, more people, more geologists, more sales guys, more marketing people, they will come, and our team will be built out as we receive the finance, uh, the funding um, from Stone Alliance. And what I can say is, is that over the three or four, three years that we've been actually operating open opening and operating quarries and selling our material we now have the expertise to do that we're the people to do it
0: and just sorry you mentioned the competition so will fox marble and stone alliance as two separate companies not be competing for the same deals same same end use of the marble once it once stone alliance gets to that stage
1: the the material in the quarries that stone alliance controls Mm -hmm. is different from the material in the quarries that we control so for example stone alliance has a, a quarry site that we know has got black marble in it. This is very popular, very desirable, very scarce. Fox Marble doesn't have a black okay. marble in its product range. We have a white marble, so it's complementary. So we, we won't be competing for the right. same material with yeah. the same job, yes.
0: Yeah, so that's all sort of the ins and outs of the marble world, which is all.
1: It really well, is. It's quite,
0: it's quite a niche area, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And we're unique. We're the only listed company, I think, anywhere in the world that is a marble company. And we're the only publicly quoted company that's investing in Kosovo. So we're a number of unique things, um, which is where I think the opportunity lies. And frankly, it's why we're doing it. It's mm. the, the opportunity was there. And, you know, we just felt that it was something we had to do.
0: Okay, yeah, well, we look forward to continuing to follow your progress. But I think we'll wrap it up there for today. Thank you very much, Chris, for your time. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I've been Megan Boxall. And until next time, goodbye.